Hello everyone, I'm Paris Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox, hosted by Richard Lummis. Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 86 of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership. Richard Lummis is on assignment this week. Today, I have a very interesting guest for you. I have Jeannie Dietrich of Armin Dietrich, and Jeannie talks about the six habits that lead you to becoming a strategic thinker. Jeannie is an uh, independent businesswoman, and like many of us, she was very good at what she did, which was in the PR field, and struck out on her own. And one of the things she had to learn to do was begin to think strategically instead of just tactically. This has been a challenge for me over the years, and I think it challenges many people who are very good at, as subject matter experts, but yet when they move to business leadership or business ownership roles, they have to learn to think strategically. She gives us six points that you can incorporate into your leadership toolkit, which will help you to learn to think strategically. I know you will find it interesting. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. Richard Lomas and I will be back together with you next week. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode. And today you are in for a real treat because I have Jeannie Dietrich, uh, founder at Armand Dietrich, and also the uh, founder of Spin Sucks. And she wrote a fascinating blog post entitled The Six Habits That Lead to Being a Strategic Thinker in PR. And after having read this, I realized that it is a much broader and wider applicability to anyone who's trying to learn how to think strategically rather than tactically. So, Jeannie, with that long-winded introduction, uh, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you. I always love hanging out with you, Tom. So, Jeannie, why uh, why is it difficult for people who are very good in their profession tactically to move <laughs> to uh, thinking strategically? I think it's a couple of things. Number one, um, we, we tend to not really define strategy and it means different things to different people. And so when people say you need to think strategically, we kind of go, what does that mean? And how do I do that? And it's, I mean, it's like anything else. If you can teach it, then you really understand it, but not very many people can teach it, which means not very many people understand it. I also think that it's, um, tends to be, men tend to be more better strategic thinkers than women. And with 50% of the professional audience, you know, as women, um, I think that they, we, we tend to be multitaskers and take on a lot of things, which makes us tactically driven by nature. And so we really have to understand what strategy means and how we can implement, implement it into our lives. So one of the things that really struck me about your article is it seemed to target multiple audiences, and the, but the two I identified or the ones that struck home with me were the audience of the business owner and the audience mm-hmm. of the service provider. So right. you're both a business owner and you're a service provider and you're <laughs> required to strength, think strategically for not only your business, but also your customers. Would that be a fair assessment? It is a fair assessment. And I, yeah, absolutely. You have to think strategically to grow your business, but also to really understand to, you know, how to help your, your clients' businesses grow too. So for service providers, it's definitely a, a must-needed thing, it's talent, skill. 
So you cited to a fellow named Paul Shoemaker uh, in his breakdown mm-hmm. of six habits of true strategic thinkers. And I was wondering if you could just walk us through starting with anticipate. So anticipate is the first one. And really what, what we're talking about here is paying attention to what's happening. And I think one of the biggest lessons I had as a business owner was, you know, before 2008, 2009 with the Great Recession, I was hearing inklings, you know, in probably 2007 of economists saying, you know, this housing market's going to burst and here's what's what here are what the implications implications are going to be from a bigger business perspective and you know I was pretty young in my entrepreneurial journey and I was I was paying attention of course but I didn't really anticipate how that would affect business growth so when you think strategically you have to anticipate what things outside of your control or what ha- what's happening in the political environment or the global environment that's going to affect business growth, your client's business growth, your own career growth, you have to be able to anticipate that. So I started working with Eugenie, as I recall, around the 2009 timeframe. So we were sort of in the middle of uh, the throes of the Great Recession. I didn't uh, work with you or know you before then, but could part of your problem uh, have uh, really stemmed from in your professional career, you'd never really been through a recession before? Um, I think that, yes. I also think, um, you know, I, I was really young in my entrepreneurial journey, like I mentioned. And, you know, when I worked for a big, I worked for a great big, huge global PR firm, they would, you know, I would always have these really great reviews. But one of the things that they always told me to work on was become a strategic thinker. And I kept, I kept saying, like, what does that mean? How do I do that? I'm 27 years old. Like, explain this to me. And nobody really could. So I think it was lack of experience. I think it was being young. And I think it was, um, yeah, that I had never, from a business perspective, and experienced a global downturn like we had. (laughs) Well, number two on the list is think critically. What does that mean for you? (laughs) It's to be able to, you know, pay attention to what's going on and, and actually use your brain and go, you know, that doesn't really make sense. And I actually mentioned in this in the blog post because my favorite is a photo of Abraham Lincoln with the cap, the caption, don't believe everything you read on the internet just because there's a picture with a quote next to it, which is true. I mean, this is why fake news exists today is we have, we have forgotten our ability to think, to use our brains to go, oh, hang on a second even though that's coming from a source that I trust and I agree with, does it make sense from a bigger perspective? And I think we're all, you know, time crunched and we have content overload and there's so much information out there. And so we're reading headlines and not really digging down deep into what's really there and what the facts are. And that's, you know, I think as a nation, we've lost our critical thinking skills quite significantly. Jeannie, I have to say, when I read that section in your blog post, I really thought about the philosophy of spin sucks, uh, which mm-hmm. is tell the truth uh, and yep. use the truth as a positive force in your company. And I really tied your remarks in that section to the overall philosophy of, of that part of your company uh, when they advise clients. Would that be a fair kind of analogy? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I mean, we do, we're in, we're certainly in a situation right now where the leader of our country does not tell the truth and facts continue to 
prove that. And yet here we are. And because of that, I think there's a lack of, you know, critical thinking and saying, okay, not only do we need to take the, to tell the truth, but we actually have to stop taking things at, at face value and use our brains. Uh, number three on the list was interpret. And these are obviously tied to anticipate and think critically, but it's yes. really a little bit different. Could you explain that difference? Yeah, it's really looking at what, so anticipate is, is really thinking about how global and political trends are going to affect you. So, you know, a, a down economy, the stock market crashing, um, you know, a shocking election in the, for the White House, for the presidential campaign, you know, whatever it happens to be, how to anticipate how those things will affect your career or your business. Interpret is watching the trends inside your industry. Um, and I'll give you a really good example. Procter & Gamble has just announced that they're likely going to bring 6,000, they have 6,000 agencies, advertising, marketing, PR agencies. They're going to bring all of that work in-house. So if 6,000 agencies are going to be without business from one, probably the largest, if not one of the largest clients that they have, how does that affect the entire industry? And it will affect the entire industry. And it could be, you know, that other... Um, corporations, brands take follow suit and bring their agency work in house, which means agencies are left without things to do, and you know that means closing business and all those kinds of things. So, how do you interpret the trends inside your industry that are happening and how it'll how it will affect you and your business growth? Uh, next up, I found an interesting one, which is decide, and I would not have thought that as a tool for us strategic thinker, uh, but you certainly seem to, to feel it's very important. And uh, could you explain what deciding means? <laughs> Actually making a decision. You know, I, I think we tend to get, there's certain certainly people that overanalyze or we get um, analysis paralysis, especially today with all the data we have available. I mean, you can analyze data to death and it can tell a different story, you know, depending on how you look at it. And it makes it really difficult to make a decision. So we have to be, as we as we go on this journey of being a strategic thinker or building a strategic brand or building a strategic business, that we really have to make decisions and be okay with the fact that they may not be the right decisions, but they're the right decision at the time with the information that you had. So stop overanalyzing, stop getting paralyzed with all the data that you have available and just make the decision. And sometimes that means making a decision based on gut. I used to have a business coach that would say, obey your gut. It's always right. So how, I guess my question would be one or two questions. One, when is enough enough in terms of data and analysis? And then two, how do you then, after you've decided, take additional information which you may come to you either in the form of data, in the form of ongoing monitoring of, or some information and loop it back in to uh, more fully inform your next decision? Yeah, I, this is a really terrible answer, but it depends. I mean, it depends on what kind of data you get inside your organization. I mean, are you looking at the very basics like website traffic and Facebook number of Facebook followers and Twitter fan followers? Okay, so that those are the basics. You know, and you can certainly use that information and maybe you see this weird dip in website traffic over a week's time and you use that to go, "Oh, should we make a different decision?" Actually, I'll give you a really good example. We have a a community that 
you you can join. It's for free, but we require, you know, a little application just so that we know who you are and what you do. And we can sort of segment our audiences and make sure that our, our messaging is customized to each person, individual. And we just changed the landing page a week ago. And my team is freaking out because we haven't had as many people join as we did before we changed the landing page. And the conversation we had just this morning in our team meeting was, do we need to go back? And I was like, well, first of all, it hasn't even been a week. And second of all, the numbers don't, while they're down, yes, the, the, the conversion rate is higher. So, you know, you have to look at those kinds of things. And, I, you know, from a strategic perspective, I don't think it's time to, to make that change because the data is not enough to tell us. But the team is certainly freaking out that we're not getting as many uh, community members joining as we did before we made the change. On the next point, once again, uh, I would not have really thought about it in terms of how to become a better strategic thinker, but uh, it's a line. How do you work this into your uh, strategic thinking hat? You have to really, you know, stop being fearful of complete consensus. You know, there are going to be people who don't agree with the the, the things that you want to do or the things that you've decided to do. And unfortunately, the... <laughs> be owning a business or running a business is kind of like a dictatorship. Like you don't have to gain complete consensus to make everybody happy. And so I think as a, as a strategic thinker, you want to listen to all sides for sure. You want to assess the risks. You want to bring tough issues out in conversation and then figure out where the balance is. So, you know, as we have this conversation about this landing page, I've definitely listened to everybody and, you know, sort of freaking out about it. I'm assessing the risk right now. Am I okay to let it go another week and see what happens? Yes. Um, it's not really a tough issue because it's something that, you know, we're always looking at. But right now I figured out the balance is let's let it go another week or so um, and see where we are, you know, at the end of spring break. Because right now we're in the we're in March and it's it's spring break and, and you know, it could very well be that just people are on vacation, nobody's doing it. So I want to make sure that we're paying attention to, you know, the trends that are happening, what's happening from a from a global perspective, you know, everybody's on vacation, and how is that aligning with what we're seeing from a data perspective. And finally, number six, Jeannie, is uh, probably my favorite, uh, which is learn. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. this is different than think critically. Uh, this is using information that, uh, you develop, uh, along the line. So why don't you explain, uh, what you meant by learn? The only way you can truly learn, I believe, is to actually do it. And that means failing in some cases. And, you know, we have, as human beings, we have this innate fear of failure and that's really the only way that you can learn is if you actually do the work and may, maybe you made a quick decision and it was the wrong one and you failed. And that's okay because now you've learned a really good lesson that you can apply to the future. And one of my favorite sayings is it doesn't matter if you fall, but in how you get up when you do. And I think that's really important for us all to remember because we're definitely going to fall. And I don't know if you've seen this video going around Facebook where it's a little girl trying to jump yes. um, from the ground to the top of her little slide. 
right? And it's like three steps up. It's not a super tall slide, but it's one of those toy plastic right. slides. And she keeps trying and trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. She can't get to, she can't get it. She can't get it. She keeps falling. And then she finally gets it. And I think that's really important for us all to remember is that the only way that you're all going to get something down and be really good at it and learn is if you keep doing it. So, Jeannie, let's stick on that video because it struck me, but it struck me in a different way. Uh, but it ties directly into your point. What I did not see was someone who continued to try. Uh, what I saw was a little girl who actually learned from her failures and applied those lessons. And, yep. Yep. and the learning was in as I saw her squat down to cock up to jump, uh, I saw her bend down further and when that still didn't get her there, uh, I saw her use her arms for leverage uh, to even jump higher. And the yep. next to last jump, when, when she almost made it, it, it seemed to me the light bulb went off in her head that if I bend down far, explode upward, at the same time I'm using my arms to drive myself, I'll be able to do this. Um so uh, it was really interesting that you would bring that up, but I thought she really learned from her mistakes uh, right. in just terms of her technique. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And there, really, that's the only way you do it. We had this whole conversation in our community last week about, you know, everybody's all up in arms about Facebook and the um, Cambridge Analytic data breach and all that. And, you know, people are saying in, in the marketing world, do I have to be on Facebook personally if I'm going to consult clients to be there professionally? And I think the answer is yes, because you can't learn without, without doing those things. You just can't. You can talk theory, you can talk best practices and all that, but you really don't know what's going to work best until you do it yourself. Well, I guess in my world, what I would have said is something along the lines of the following. It's not just having a feedback loop. It's taking the information from that feedback loop and looping it actually back in to your service, your product, or your idea to to further evolve it. So uh, I really, that's why I really appreciated the the learn as number six. And your example of the the girl on Facebook is absolutely right. Yeah, totally agree. So, Jeannie, this has been a fascinating discussion. I've been visiting with Jeannie Dietrich, the founder of Armit Dietrich and Spin Socks, on her blog post, The Six Habits That Lead to Being a Strategic Thinker in PR. But I really found the implications much broader than PR. So I'm going to commend this to everyone. Jeannie, I'm going to link to this blog post in the show notes Thank and you, also sir. recommend that everybody Thank sign you. up for your daily newsletter because I think it's great. And watch that video. And watch that video. Okay, Jeannie, <laughs> uh, thanks. Until next time. Thank you. This is Paris Fox again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership. If you have any questions on this podcast, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.